FCS Checkdown Podcast, and we have a baby. Brandon Joseph and his wife, Caitlin, had a baby boy, and it is Coleman Christopher Joseph. That was on the 29th, and uh, Coach Ron is going to be in the seat filling in for Brandon here as we record the first segment, and both of us being fathers, we know what it's like being that first time, you know, holding your child for the first time, and Brandon is, I can tell you that he is in heaven right now, and he has no idea what's ahead of him. <laughs> you know, it, it might not be the best time to to say this, but uh, that was really my upset pick a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I picked that he was going to have a ball. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. Took a boy, the, the points in the, in the, in the, in the uh, stem, <laughs> stem on the apple. Anyway, we, we wish them all the best. And, uh, if you get a chance, go, uh, send him a congratulations message at B Joseph radio, uh, on Twitter. We appreciate it. Uh, it, listen, Brandon's I was telling coach earlier, he's one of the most genuine human beings I've ever met in my entire life. He is just going to be a great father and we're so happy for him. And, and everything seemed sound like it went, uh, according to plan. And that's always, uh, a big thumbs up for that coach yeah you know i mean it, it's it, it's a it's it's a big journey it's a uh gosh it's one of the most rewarding things you'll ever go through in your life it's a uh you know and like i like i told you earlier here in about 20 25 years you'll be able to relax a little bit <laughs> exactly all right so let's look at week four real quick did you have any surprises i mean uh we'll, we'll talk about what our, our picks were and what our record was and you did w- very well once again but just kind of takeaways from week four eku i know you uh that was a disappointing loss for them and uh a little bit of surprise weaver state had trouble with uc davis and uh you know I, I, there was there was a couple surprises this past week you know, I I still think UC Davis has got a, a good team. I, I think they're probably the best one and three football team in, in the mm-hmm. FCS right now. Um, you know, we went to Clarksville last week and, uh, you know, disappointing outcome, but, a, you know, a fun game. Um, for, for me as a fan personally, man, I got to see – there's probably seven, eight kids on each side of the ball that – I, I coached when they were little or in high school or something like that. To, to, so to see that is just absolutely uh, – it's just it's, – it, it's incredible. Um, you know, Austin P has a fan – they got a fantastic team. Now, uh, first thing I noticed when I went out there, they got about 1,500 coaches. Uh, <laughs> a lot of hype guys. They, they, they definitely bring the energy. Well, great. Um, and you know what? They, they, they got uh, – Gosh, they got they got athletes all over the place. They they got some receivers that can go, quarterback that can go, good aggressive defense. They going they're going to be a tough tough out. Um, and you know what? And, and, and we do too. I I, I wish it was uh, one of them deals where you got to play two, got to play a home and home. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that's well. I don't know if it's coming, but hopefully they're gonna they're gonna have whatever the A Sun and WAC looks like. Hopefully they're gonna have. Uh, that crossover play, and of course the a- Austin P and EKU being in in the A Sun, they should have uh, a home and away, so to be at EKU next year, so get a chance to see the Govs in Richmond. But I thought it was an interesting storyline because 
Coach Wells went to Austin P and played football there, and then him coming back on homecoming. There was a lot of stories going on around, and a little disappointed at the crowd. Look, didn't look like the students showed up or or on TV anyway. It looked like there was a little bit thin on a homecoming day. You know the uh, the student section actually showed up. the The people in in Clarksville really didn't mm. uh, really really didn't show up. Student section was loud and proud. Uh, they they stayed the whole game, made a lot of noise and, and whatnot. It, it's kind of a it's kind of a shame the uh, Austin P's got one of the best facilities in the FCS. Um, concessions really good, got good parking. It, it's not an expensive ticket. It's easy to get there. Uh, right. there there's really no reason that that place shouldn't fill up. Well, every, every week. They do have a lot going for them, and Coach Scotty Walden is is a real firecracker and fun to, fun to be around. Well, we're going to look ahead to this week. No guests this week. It is rivalry week. We've got 15, I think 15 games we're going to pick, me and Coach, and uh, we'll go through those. But first, we're going to try the two-minute drill. I've failed miserably, Coach, the first two times I've done it, and I think I've narrowed my formula down and – this is going to be a two-minute drill for what happened in week four, the takeaways from week four. I've got my stopwatch ready. I'm going to get a little swig of water here. I, I, I bust on a friend of mine who's got a podcast. I like, don't ever drink on, on the podcast. It's gross, but here I go. All right, so wet the whistle, and I'm going to put two minutes on the clock, and here we Go. All right. In the A Sun, my takeaway is Kennesaw State and UCA still struggling with the run game. Uh, Jonathan Murphy did very well starting for Xavier Shepard. KSU picked up their first win. Austin P, big win against the Govs, as we mentioned. Game week. Uh, five game of the week for week five is Austin P and UCA going to the WAC SFA got something off their chest 98 to nothing over Warner um, not a great uh, showing for I think SFA to put that many points up but they did not go for 100 with a two-point conversion so Tarleton also continues to impress game five a uh, game of the week for week five um, is going to be the Battle of Piney Woods. We'll talk about that. All right, Big Sky, Sac State, two-quarterback system, still very effective. Montana definitely um, held Port- Portland State to the minimum, 199 yards total. Um, Idaho defense is much improved, holding NIU to 184 total yards, 57 rushing. We're going to look forward to UC Davis and Montana State this week. Big South is a shell of itself. The Big South is a shell of itself. Bryant picks up its first win. Too bad Campbell didn't have uh, didn't play. There was a bye there because there was not much going on in the Big South. CAA Delaware, it's theirs to lose. Big, uh, they're still a very strong conference. However, Villanova couldn't stop the run and allowed 321 yards uh, on rushing and that was the disappointing thing against Monmouth, they took the L. Richmond may be the best team uh, to to knock off Delaware. Richmond and Elon this week. We'll look forward to Princeton leads the nation in net punting, 44.3 yards per game from the Ivy League. Harvard's, Harvard's defense is good at rushing the quarterback. They lead the nation with 5.5 sacks per game. NC Central is good out of the MEAC. Not a lot going on there. South Dakota State's defense has stepped up for a big win um, this week against Missouri State. SIU has recovered. They're playing good football. UNI gets its first win. Sacred Heart, number one nationally and passing defense out of the NEC and OVC Eastern Illinois passing passing 
uh, run first offense is very unconventional um, and uh, it worked 35 to 21 win over Murray UT Martin run game picks up Zach Wallace first in the OVC in all purpose yards and Holy Cross offense is meh and I've already passed the two minute mark so I failed again Valparaiso was down 21 nothing and scored 28 unanswered points to pick up the win against San Diego out of the SoCon Tyler Huff went down with an injury um, Jace Wilson led FU to the victory Carlos Davis also returned for Western Carolina. So that's a big uh, big pickup for them that he returned in their loss. UIW stumbles at SLU. That was a big surprise for me. The rest of the conference is terrible. Who cares? And Houston Christian changed their name. Jackson State is really good and that's the two minute warning. Dang it, coach. I'm, I'm always, Whoa. I'm going to have to make it the two minute and 35 second drill because I continue to fail extremely on those but that is the fcs check down week four two minute drill so anyway so you were saying add a buzzer oh you did no you should add a buzzer. i know i should have a buzzer i got some sound effects let me see what uh what sound effects we got when two minutes goes off you know yeah i mean i got uh i got this um when I did, that's not good. How about this one? How about this one? Can you like this one? There you go. Yeah, there you Didn't go. quite get the two-minute drill in <laughs> under two minutes. But look, me and Coach Ron are going to carry on uh, without Brandon. He is with his baby at the hospital. So segment two, we're going to take a break right here. When we return, Coach and I go into game wicks, we go, game picks for the rivalry week. Coach, we'll take a break right here. It's the FCS Checkdown Podcast. Steven. Who said that? Me, down here. Ugh, what are you, a yellow booger? I'm a banana slug, Steven. What are you doing in my room? I'm your sense of adventure. It's been a long time since we've had an adventure in the forest. Mom took me to the forest last year. I'm a slug, Steven. It took me a long time to get here. You're right. I should get out. Yeah, the forest is not that far away. Hey, Mom! Come to the forest where the more adventurous you lives. Check out discovertheforest.org for cool places nearby. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. It is Rivalry Week, week number five here on the FCS Checkdown Podcast, and we've got a huge pick'em week, Coach, as we're going 15 games deep. We didn't have an interview this week. Uh, you know, I reached out to a couple coaches um, and, and programs, and in the end, I just said, you know what, Brandon's not going to be here. His baby was born, and I said, let's just do a big week of picks. I, I, I was on a podcast earlier uh, this week uh, about the Battle of the Piney Woods, and I mentioned I think we got the best pick 'em in FCS football. We go deep uh, in in each of these these picks. We talk about each team, um, hopefully knowledgeably. And um, I thought got got great feedback. And and uh, I think you, sir, uh, are creeping up now at twenty five and thirteen on the season. You went eight and three last week, and you had a chance to go nine and two. But UC Davis, that was an upset pick. You went one and one in your upsets, but uh, how'd you feel last week? You know, close. Uh, I, I I felt like an old man, and I don't mind telling you it sucks to get old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, here's the thing: it, it's it, it gets a little little better each week. You, you get to really know a little bit about. I mean, in, in FCS ball, it, it, it's tough the first couple of weeks because you got mm-hmm. players all over the place. You really don't know. Uh, much about it. a lot of it's just a little guesswork but uh by the time week three week four comes around 
you got a good idea who your top 10 is. It's mm-hmm. probably a little tougher in the 20 through 25 range, but your, your top 10 ought to be pretty solid. And uh, then you can start making some some more informed picks, and maybe that's why uh, I've gotten a little bit better over the last couple of weeks. Sometimes the less research you do, the better you do. I mean, we all thought SFA was going to come in and, you know, dominate the whack, and they just didn't – they didn't get out of the gates very well. And then we got a chance to talk to Coach Carthel, and, you know, he, he said, look, we lost a lot of coaches, and we kind of were starting over. So those intangibles that you kind of forget about after you go, well, Trey Self's coming back, and, you know, Xavier Gibson's a top, you know, an NFL prospect, and, and then you forget all the other intangibles of chemistry, team chemistry and coaching staff and all that good stuff. So, but uh, I finished 8-4. and four. Brandon still's got the lead. He was 7-5. and five. He was the uh, – uh, the at the bottom uh, this week, but he's still 26 and 14 after a, a 10 and one week a couple weeks ago. So let's go ahead and get into our picks. Week number five, Austin P at UCA. Austin P number 16 in the country. Coach four and one record. UCA one and three. Nathan Brown hasn't put it together there at Central Arkansas yet, and he's a legacy. That's got to be a tough thing for him to see. He's not getting the job done, and I'd say he's on the hot seat if they can't. Uh, pick up some conference wins. Austin P coming off that 20 uh, 31 to 20 win at uh, versus EKU at uh, at Clarksville. Uh, Mike DeLillo was fantastic. It didn't you know, it didn't start off well for him, but he did finish well. 181 yards, rushing three touchdowns. Um, he was the A-Sun player of the week. The Austin P offense is allowing 33 point I'm sorry, he they are ga- uh, averaging 33 point eight points per game that is second in the conference 15th in the country their defense has six interceptions which is ninth in the country first overall only allowing 12.2 points per game their red zone defense is solid as well they're third in the country we mentioned delillo 14 touchdown passes that's good enough for third in the country and first in the conference he also has six rushing touchdowns dre mccray one of those wide receivers you talked about earlier five touchdowns that is good enough for third in the country they're loaded against the central arkansas team that lost to SEMO 35 to 27. The defense had did have a scoop and score or it had been worse um, and it had been much uglier than that. Um, Darius Hale has not been playing well. He's a he's an All-American and people expected him to do well. Has not. Scoring um, for UCA has been very tough. 18.8 points per game. Only rushing for 111 yards per game. Um, they're allowing three and a half sacks a game that's a problem coach um they have had forced eight turnovers and that could be a game changer but you got to put it together better for uca and uh i mean i'm gonna go austin p on this one i think they've got the momentum what what do you what do you say in this game austin p and uca well it's got the potential to be one of the more entertaining ball games uh one, one of the things that uh central arkansas does uh, I turn the ball over a lot. They they cause a lot of turnovers. It's uh, you know I I, I just kind of think they're pressing a little bit because they've got some dudes. They they've got some talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point in the season, I don't think they've got it put together. I don't. Uh, I, I think there's a little bit of pressure. Uh, you know, maybe a little outside noise, maybe creeping in a little bit. So I, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Austin Pick. 
Okay, Austin P on the board for both of us. Uh, number 14, SFA versus Sam Houston. That is at a neutral site. It is the Battle of the Piney Woods. It's the final Battle of the Piney Woods scheduled because Sam Houston is jumping up to FBS. Sam Houston comes in at 1-2. and two. SFA 2-2. Two and two. SFA mentioned that 98 to nothing win uh, against Warner, a Division II team. Are they NAIA? I can't re- recall. But... Um, they're not on level anyway, so it doesn't count for anything. Trey Self um, on the season, 53 for 95, has not been very good. 55.8 completion percentage, 177.8 average per game. Wide receiver Xavier Gibson, they're not getting him the ball enough, certainly in those big games. He's got 14 receptions and three touchdowns. Um, their offense is putting up 40.8 points per game, but that's probably lopsided because of the 98 nothing score. It's not They're not that uh, good on on offense, uh, unfortunately, but their defense is struggling against the run. So, um, you know, you got to wonder right now, is Sam Houston, who has a running quarterback in Jordan Yates out of uh, Georgia Tech, going to come in and attack that SFA defense successfully? We don't know. Uh, Sam Houston's been struggling offensively, only uh, averaging 10 points per game. They're rushing game has been okay their passing game has been abysmal uh, their defense has been pretty strong though 19.3 um, scoring defense average 77.7 rush defense that's seventh in the country um, I think this could be a pretty close game um, I'm going to pick SFA and it was a Sam Houston one point win last year I'm going to go SFA one point win this year well I you know you you can all, all that uh research that you just did and, and said and whatnot, you can throw that out the window. <laughs> <laughs> These two hate each other. They, they hate each other. And it's potentially the last time that this game's going to be played. So thinking about think about whoever gets the Battle of Piney Woods trophy for forever. Um, you know, I, I, SFA and Sam Houston both been a little bit disappointing. Um this year, anyway, um, I, I kind of thought Sam. I, I thought Stephen F. Austin's one of the best teams in, in the country. Um, Sam Houston's gonna have a few extra scholarship players on the field and whatnot, but I, I you know, I don't know that they've uh, coalesced as, as a team. Um, again, it, this is probably gonna be the best ball game of the day. It's, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be crazy. Um, I, I, I it, it's, it's my upset lock. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm taking S- Stephen F. Austin. All right, so SFA, and we're both looking for the upset. Um, yeah, I think Sam Houston just hasn't put it together yet, and when you don't have anything to play for, like you mentioned earlier, yeah, what are you rallying around, you know? And and um, you lost a lot of stuff going on there. You lost uh, Ezard and, and your quarterback and their coach that went to Delaware, and I think there's just too much stuff going on there. All right, so we'll turn our focus to UC Davis, who's 1-3 against Montana State, the number four team in the country. They're a 3-1. UC Davis had that heartbreaking loss, 17-12 to against Weber State. Uh, Yolanzo Gilliam's a, a running back I've been ringing the bell on. I think he's a very talented running back. He's got three 100-plus yard games so far. 365 yards on the, gr- on the ground is good enough for 15 in the country first in their conference he's also got 6.76 yards per carry i mean that is a beast you feed that guy the the football miles hasting their quarterback has thrown for a thousand plus yards already um i think that their offense is good but they've got to put points on the board they can't rely on field goals They're only averaging 22.5 points per game um and then you look at 
Montana State, a team that is going to be without Tommy Malott, coach. He is ruled out with that head injury. Sean Chambers is their backup quarterback. He came in and only ran for 160 yards and two touchdowns and threw for another touchdown. They have that stud running back, Elijah Elliott, who also ran for 156 yards. Um, I, I'm, I think this is going to be a very, very interesting football game. I think Montana State's going to pick up the win. However, um, Sean Chambers coming off the bench, give him another W. Well, I mean, I, I hear you. Um, you know, I, it, you to me, UC Davis is the best one and three team in the country. Uh, I, I still think they're one of the top twenty-five teams. So uh, for me, it's a it, it's an easy upset pick, and I'm, I'm gonna keep picking UC Davis till they till they win one of these. So uh, wow. I'm gonna go with UC Davis. All right, UC Davis, which I think they got the cool one of the coolest just text logos that you and the CA. I think mean, it's pretty freaking cool. All oh, right, yeah. I love their uniforms too. Okay, um, and their games are on late at night, so you can after 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 you're winding down, you get a chance to watch them <laughs> late at night, which I yes, love. That. All right, so let's turn our focus to I think coach the most difficult game to pick this week in my opinion, North Carolina Central. At Campbell, okay? North Carolina Central, 4-0. Campbell, 1-2. Campbell didn't play last week, but they're coming off that loss, that kind of a little surprising loss to William & Mary. I thought they would pick up the win. They didn't play all that well. Lost 37-21. Haj Malik Williams is a real deal. 53 for 90. He does have four interceptions on the year, but he's averaging 660. uh, I'm sorry, he's not averaging. He's thrown for 661 yards. Two touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Team offense, however, again, not putting points up on the board like they want to only averaging 20 points per game their defense is allowing too many points at 32 points per game um their rushing defense coach averaging 242.7 rushing yards allowed by that campbell defense that's a huge concern then you turn your focus to nc central very talented football program. They're playing. They, they're coming off a win. Uh, the Virginia Lynchburg, uh, the opponent again, not on level, fifty-nine to fourteen. But Davius Richard uh, picked up the MIAC Offensive Player of the Week after going twelve for seventeen. Did have two interceptions, one hundred and forty-eight yards, but had forty-one yards rushing. Had a rushing touchdown and three passing touchdowns. Um, their offense is actually pretty good. Forty-three points per game, two hundred one averaging yards per game. The their uh, third down conversions coach first in the nation averaging 67.3 percent of third down conversions that's excellent they're scoring defense not allowing a lot of points 13.5 but i gotta i love what mike minner's doing there at campbell and i'm gonna pick campbell to upset nc central and i don't like the pick but that's what i'm going with man I, i'm i'm with you uh, okay we, 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 we agree right there let, let me tell you campbell's got a good team um, and you definitely don't want to play a good team after a bye at home. Mm-hmm. They have everything working in, in their particular favor. Um, roll humps. I'm going with Campbell. All right, there we go. Well, you much easier than me. I was struggling with that one, Coach. All right, so Missouri State. Oh, Missouri State. I thought they were going to get it done last week. They picked up the loss to SDSU 28-14. I, I, I put a lot on SDSU of uh, their their rush and said if Jason Shelley had time to throw, 
then they were going to pick up the win, and he didn't. SDSU's defense stepped up. Jason Shelley went 19 for 29, 185 yards, one touchdown. The team only had 73 yards uh, on the ground against SDSU. That defense is legit. Um, Overall for the year, though, the Bears are at 25.8 points per game, 89 rushing yards per game. That's not going to get it done. But when you got a quarterback like Jason Shelley, he makes things happen through the air, averaging 276.2 yards passing. The defense, the rushing defense, which I was a little bit surprised, 155.2 yards. I thought they were a little bit better than that, but they're allowing some yards on the ground. And Coach passing, the Bears passing, 305.2 yards allowed on average that's good enough for 111th in the nation they got to improve in that category north dakota comes in they lost number 24 siu 34 17 tommy schuster's their quarterback 19 for 32 didn't throw a pick but didn't throw a touchdown either 232 yards through the air he was sacked seven times coached by siu but their running back tyler hussman had two touchdowns on the ground Uh, their third down conversion defense is terrible they're allowing teams to stay on the field 59.2 i'm gonna let you pick this one first coach missouri state and north dakota they're two and two on the season both of them you know uh i i, I like missouri state in this one mm-hmm. um they, they they got they got guys on offense they got their quarterback is a uh, phenomenal player they got good size uh, you know, they don't play a whole lot of defense, but they, they play enough. I think uh, North Dakota, and, and, and they've got a good running back on, on their staff, but I think losing um, – I think the kid's name was Otis Weah mm-hmm. from last year. Uh, kind of hurts them a little bit in the running game. And uh, I think and, – and look, and it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, Missouri State's going to have to go into their place and, and, and pull it out. But I think in a close one, um, Missouri State's got a few more athletes than North Dakota's got. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I think Missouri State is going to beat North Dakota. Um, rolling with the Bears again, but they've disappointed me uh, on occasion <laughs> this year. But we'll roll with the Bears this time because they have got a great burger and shake place in downtown Springfield, Missouri, one of the best burgers I've ever had, and that's what it's all about. All right, so here we go. Coach, this one is a little off the charts. Duquesne and Stonehill. Okay, it's an NEC matchup. Duquesne at 1-3, and three, Stonehill at 2-0. and oh. Duquesne didn't play last week. They've got a, a quarterback, Joe Mishler, leads the NEC in touchdown passes with five. He is uh, uh, on offense. They're averaging 17 points per game, 131 yards on the ground, 201 passing. They're scoring defense only allowing 29 points per game, but they are allowing over 200 yards rushing. You look at Stonehill. They didn't play last week either, so both these teams coming off a bye. But they've got wins at Bloomberg, a Division II team, 33-30, to and Post, another Division II team. Great uniforms, by the way. Orange and, and, uh, and purple winged Ooh. helmets. Very cool. Um, Post, they beat Post 76 to nothing. Again, another Division II team. This is Stonehill's first team, first year, rather, at the Division I level. They were averaging 54.5 points per game, but that one win kind of throws it off. They're rushing, um, averaging 254 yards on the ground, 220 passing. Looks like their offense is led by their quarterback, Asher Carrera. 30 for 53. He's thrown an interception, 440 yards, five touchdowns. I like Duquesne in this one, Coach. I think Duquesne's a much improved uh, football program, and I think Stonehill is going to run headlong in their very, very first Division One opponent. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. The um, the first time I saw the Dukes play was uh, against Florida State, and they uh, obviously they, they didn't win that ball game, but they did not embarrass themselves or anything like that. They didn't look too terribly bad against uh, Florida State. So, you know, having a bye this early in the season for them probably works in their favor after mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, I believe they're probably going to. Um, I mean, what, what's the word I've been using? Mollywop? They're probably going <laughs> to handle Stonehill. Yeah, I'm going to go with Duquesne. I think you're exactly right on that one. All right, so another t- matchup, Coach, I think it's going to be very, very tough to pick. Tennessee Tech at 1-2, and two, at UT Martin at 2-2. Two and two. Tennessee Tech didn't play last week, but their last game was against Sanford. That was a 33-28 to 28 championship punching uh, boxing match. Uh, Jeremiah Oatesvall, the transfer, has come in and done lots of great things for Tennessee Tech. He's 49 for 78, has five touchdowns and 557 yards through the air. Their offense is averaging 21.3 points per game, 160 yards on the ground, 206 through the air. Their defense... 38 points per game. That's way too much. But, Coach, their offense is staying on the field for more than half the game, 33.45 on the time of possession. That's good enough for 12th in the country, first in the nation. And I'm wondering if Tennessee Tech can hold on to the ball and maybe keep UT Martin at bay. They're coming off that 56-26 win at Lindenwood, another team making the transition to Division One. Dresher win is fun to watch. 19 for 26. He's their quarterback. Two touchdowns. Zach Wallace, 11 carries. 204 yards, two touchdowns. Their offense scoring 33.8 points per game. That's first in their conference. They're rushing for 178 yards per game, first in their conference, 246 yards on through the air. That's second in their conference. They haven't allowed a sack. Okay, they're only allowing 0.2 uh, sacks allowed per game. That's first in the country. So they're protecting dresser win. Um, they're also only allowing four tackles for loss per game, which is, which is uh, towards the top of the nation. Their defense allowing 29 points per game. That's too many. 288 yards through the air. That's 101st in the nation, fifth in the conference. And, Coach, they're averaging 7.75 penalties per game. That's not good. So some things UT Martin need to clean up. But who you got, Tennessee Tech and UT Martin? Man, I've gone back and forth. Ever since I've seen this one on the, on the sheet, I've been going back and forth because, man, let me tell you, I love Dwayne Alexander. Mm. Fantastic. He's a fantastic coach. Uh, and he's going to get it done in, in Cookville. I have no doubt in my mind that the kids love him. He's got a uh, – golly, I mean, it, but on, on the flip side – Oh, Simpson, I almost wrote you down. Okay, I, there's woo. a butt there. All right. Yeah, on the flip side, Jason Simpson does more with less than just about anybody. Um, he, you know, he, he's the most tenured coach – in the OVC, and and I, I, I think number 15 for Tennessee Martin, Colton Dow, is going to be a difference maker in this ballgame. If you've ever seen him play, man, he's a good-looking wide receiver. He's got good enough speed. I think he can play at uh, at the next level. He's got good hands. He's a good competitor. He's a good leader. <sighs> Give me the Skyhawks. All right. So I, I, too, went back and forth. And I, I hate to agree with you again. I just think that Tennessee Tech has hasn't put it quite together. I like what Jeremiah um, Oatesvall is uh, is doing, but I think that UT Martin 
you remember UT Martin made that run into the playoffs last year. They've got some experience, and I think that's going to be the difference maker. I think UT Martin's going to pick up a win um, there at home and run to three and two on the season and drop Tennessee Tech to one and three. All right, so we agree there. All right, Holy Cross and Harvard. This is another one. Holy Cross is, you know, they're ranked what in eleventh, so, as high as nine in some polls. Um, they won last week, thirty-five to ten uh, at Colgate. Marth, um, their quarterback Matthew Saluka, ten for twenty-one, no touchdown, uh, no no interceptions rather. Um, 147 yards through the air, two touchdowns. He had two rushing touchdowns. Their offense is averaging 31 points per game. But coach, I watched a little bit of this football game um, against Colgate, and I'm thinking. Are they playing down to their opponent, or is this just is this team not getting it done? I was not impressed with Holy Cross. You look at Harvard; they picked up a win, thirty-five to twenty-eight at Brown. Uh, they got a kid, Aiden Borget, the running back, sixteen uh, carry. It's probably Porgo, something very very fancy, you know, Harvard like. Uh, sixteen carries, one hundred thirty-one yards. Charlie Dean, their quarterback, only had nine incompletions 20 for 29 282 yards four touchdowns um i'm thinking i'm thinking harvard has a chance to pull the upset here i don't know if i'm ready to make that pick yet so i'm going to turn it over to you coach ron what do you say of harvard and holy cross look harvard's got uh you ever, you ever been to that stadium up there uh, never oh my gosh it is i want abs- to go it, it, it's dude it's incredible um very historic, very pretty, all that. Um, man, great sight lines, great views, all, all that good stuff. And that's about the only thing they got going for them. <laughs> all right, so you got Holy Cross rolling over. Cross to roll. <laughs> you know what, then? I'm going scenery. Come on, Massachusetts, the fall weather. We got yeah. some cool weather coming in. The hurricane may be up there. Who knows by then? I'm going to go Harvard with the upset and breaking the hearts of the Crusaders. I'm going Harvard. What am I doing? Anyway, (laughs) I'm going Harvard. All right, our next game, um, a Southern Conference matchup, Chattanooga at ETSU. Coach, Chattanooga coming off the 31-0 Illinois loss. I was really disappointed that that, uh, Illinois manhandled uh, the mocks like that. The passing game was abysmal. They looked terrible. The defense, uh, I, you know, I, I just, I was really disappointed. But you look at the FCS stats, they're averaging 16 points per game allowed on their defense. So they're getting it done. Um, their, their defense, uh, rushing defense, also only allowing 99.5 yards on the ground. They're, they're, they're putting a lot of pressure on quarterbacks and tackling teams for loss. Then you look at ETSU. They lost the big game to Citadel. They've now, they, they had a kind of get-right game against Robert Morris, won 45-3. Jacob Saylors is a stud, 170 yards on the ground, had three touchdowns. This is another close one, Coach. I'm going to let you pick first. Chattanooga, ETSU. You know, it, I hadn't been really impressed with Chattanooga um, up to this point. I was a little disappointed in how they played against Illinois. I mean, you know, just they, they just really never got anything going offensively. Um, and it kind of makes me think that uh, sometimes even in the FCS, you might have some games that you uh, overlook preparing for your next opponent. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to pick Chattanooga. I, I just, they're, 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 they're big, strong physical team for, for FCS. I think they're one of the top 15 teams in the country. They've got my respect over the last couple of weeks, minus 
the Illinois game. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Chattanooga. Okay. Um, I am going to go Chattanooga also. I think, look, I, I like what Tyler Riddell did for ETSU. I think he was, he's a talented athlete, but I think he's kind of getting those, that sophomore slump going and he's and things just aren't clicking for ETSU right now. New coach. I think this team looks tired already. They're making a lot of mistakes. So I'm going to go with Chattanooga. All right. So our next matchup, I mean, we're rolling right through these. I love it. Is McNeese at UIW, a tough loss for UIW. I don't think anyone saw this one coming. 35, uh, they lost 41 35 um, to SLU. Uh, I was really, really disappointed in what I saw. I did not get a chance to, to watch this full game, but we've been pumping up UIW, a team that not a lot of people bought into early on. And maybe for people waiting for them to fall, and they did three and one on the season uh, to SLU, who had not looked good at all. They were one and two going into that that game, um, but uh, they couldn't put it together on the ground, which I was disappointed for UIW. Lindsey Scott um, threw for three hundred thirty three yards, but it's his legs that have gotten UIW where they need to be. He was bottled up. He did have a rushing touchdown, but only ran for thirty nine yards. You got to get kind of the 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 running game going for UIW. Um, you're playing a McNeese team that I think is very, very, very vulnerable. And um, I'm going to say UIW gets right against McNeese. Yeah, I got to agree with you. It, it, it It's a little different when uh, you're, you're being hunted instead of being the hunter. Uh, and UIW kind of flown a little bit under the radar for a couple of weeks. And uh, I think they got uh, SLU's best shot, you know. Uh, and you know, like, like I said, that's, they, they got their, they got their best shot. And, uh, this is probably going to be a, uh, rebound game from then. I, they, I think they got a little bit of the red tail and, uh, I expect them to come out and play well against McNeese. All right. So uh, we're in agreement on that one. So let's look at out of the SWAT coach. We've got a couple teams, Bethune, Cookman and Alabama A&M. And Bethune-Cookman picked up the 36-19 win um, over Grambling. 19 points per game on offense, 40.7 points per game uh, allowed. But they've got that running back, Quay Sean Bird, 162 yards. Didn't score a touchdown against Grambling. But I love what that kid, if you get a chance to watch the kid run, he's a big physical runner. Um, I like what they're doing. You look at Alabama A&M, picked up the L at, FAMU 3825. Was it 25? Yeah. Yeah. 3825. Um, doing some good things. Xavier Langford looked better in other games against um, other opponents. I thought he looked a little sloppy against FAMU. 18 for 28, had two touchdowns. You can't turn the football over, but he did 80, 180 yards through the, through the air and one touchdown. Um, I think, and by the way, Bethune Cookman 1 and 2, Alabama AM 0 and 4, looking for their very first win. Conference matchup. Man, I just like the running game of Bird. I'm gonna say Bethune Cookman's gonna pick up a win in this one. Well, this is this is what I call my uh my back hurts picks. Um my wife, I probably told you this, she got her uh, undergraduate and her master's degree at Florida AM. If I pick Bethune Cookman, I'm gonna have to sleep on the couch. Oh yeah. So okay. I, just for for no better reason, I have to go with Alabama A&M because I need a good sleep tonight, and uh, so we can get on the road sometime tomorrow. Um, you know, in all sincerity, um, you know, Al- Alabama A&M's got a whole whole new roster. They picked up a lot of transfers this year. Uh, sometimes it takes them a little 
little while to gel together. Uh, but they are they are a well coached team. They don't you know not a whole lot of penalties or anything like that. They just gonna have to put it together. And uh, I'm, I'm on I'm gonna pick Alabama and I'm gonna go with the Bulldogs. All right, so Alabama A and M for you. And I hope Brandon's listening because he just learned a valuable lesson. <laughs> don't sleep on the couch. All right, so our final game of our week five picks is Richmond at Elon. Uh, Richmond coming off the 51-7 to win at Stony Brook. Um, I, listen, they, that was a get-right game for them. Um, so poor Stony Brook. They, they ran head-on into the Spider team that was very upset and very angry, and uh, they showed it. And then Elon... Picked up the win against William and Mary, 35-31, and that was uh, – Coach, was that one of your upset picks? Do I recall that wrong, incorrectly? Maybe not. Maybe Brandon picked him. I don't recall. I think Brandon picked him. I think Brandon picked him. He's been ringing the Elon bell for quite some time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look, Richmond is a team that came into the season, and and people were saying, okay, out of the CAA, who's going to take – you know, who's going to take the spot for JMU? And everyone defaulted to Delaware. And I said Valparaiso is going to be up there and Richmond's going to be up there. And all of a sudden, Richmond started playing really, really good football to start the season. And then they had that stumble. They've come back 51 points against Stony Brook. Look, that's a conference opponent. You put up 51 points against a conference opponent. I'm pretty impressed with what you're doing. Um, their quarterback, Yudinsky, 35 for 42, no interceptions, five touchdowns, 357 yards. Very, very impressive for them. Um, they also have that wide receiver, um, Williams, for 112 yards. He had a touchdown catch. And then you look at Elon coming off that emotional win against William & Mary, I think this is going to be a very, 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 very tough matchup for um, Richmond, but I'm still not certain Elon at three and one can come in um, and pick up the win. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's at Elon. Oh, gosh. You know what? I'm sticking with the Spiders. I think the Spiders are going to go into Elon and and pick up a win, although I love Jalen Hampton. They're running back there at Elon. The Phoenix, 28 carries, 145 yards against William and & Mary and three touchdowns. They do that again. They get that running game going. Um, I think you're, Richmond's in for some trouble. Matthew McKay, their quarterback, is playing extremely well for Elon. He's getting the job done. But I want to stick with the Spiders, Coach. Uh, despite my now, I realize they're on the road, but uh, I'm sticking with it. I wrote it down. I'm sticking with it. What do you say? You know, I, for for different reasons, I'm I'm gonna go with you. I like uh, I like the spiders. They've been uh, man, they've been building something for the last couple of years. They had they had uh, I, I guess what I'd say a couple of down years, mm -hmm. uh, down 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 years for them. Um, and when you got a, a fantastic university like that sitting in a great part of the United States, they got a beautiful campus. I mean, they ought to move them seats up a little bit closer and get rid of that track around the around the field and whatnot. But uh, they, 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 to me, they're they're one of the most improved teams in, in the FCS. I think they deserve to be in the top twenty-five. I think they are are, are going to make some noise. Um, this year, and I, I think they knock off Elon, and uh, you know, I, 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 I think they beat them by a touchdown. Wow. Okay, so you have Richmond losing at home by a touchdown to, I'm sorry, yeah, Elon losing to Richmond by a touchdown. Okay. At home. Right. At home. So, um, yeah, so do I. I think I, I just I like the the spiders. I think they're going to be a, a very very 
um, tough team to beat uh, in that CAA, and I love what they're doing. All right, Coach. Man, we did it. We got through them. That was uh, that was pretty quick. I'm very, very uh, appreciative of you taking the time out of your schedule to come out here and uh, and and you know, take a spot for Brandon. And I know Brandon's going to listen to us. Brandon, we love you. We think you're wonderful. You're going to be a great father. Congratulations to to you. And again, if you want to send Brandon a congratulations note, it's at B. Joseph Radio. And I get that wrong all the time. B. Joseph Radio. Um, and uh, send him a thank you or, I mean, congratulatory message. And, uh, yeah, you can send him a thank you for, for the podcast because he's a huge part of it. But, Coach, thank you so much for taking the time to do the games. And, then once again, uh, great commentary, great analysis of these football games. And it is absolutely my pleasure. I look forward to another fantastic week of FCS football. That's uh, This is the best time of year. It is the best time of year. And it's getting cold. It was 46 here in Metro Atlanta this morning. And, it's my favorite time of year. I flipping love this time of year. I'm ready to put the Christmas tree up. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that my daughter's got a job and I can expect better than fifteen dollar gift for Christmas, I, I might want to put my my tree. There up you now. go. Oh, I can't wait to. We'll have to do an underdog pick on what Coach Ron's getting for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, all the best to you this weekend and safe travels. And uh, look. We much appreciate uh, you taking the time. It's my pleasure. All right. That is it. Week five of the FCS Checkdown. Congratulations, Brandon Joseph. Welcome to the world, young little Coleman Christopher Joseph. All right. We'll end on that one. It's the FCS Checkdown. Let's go.